2020, and it's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Michelle, did you have a good New Year's? Fantastical, Curtis. Fantastical. It was amazing. I loved it. It was, uh, okay, we were watching a movie, and then we had our alarm set. So we just, we were at home. We didn't go to uh, a get together or anything. And uh, the alarm went off. And so we got our champagne, of course, ready to pop it and go outside. And the wind was amazing. And it, it was just fantastic. Fantastical. Fantastical. The wind, the, the clouds. And then it was pushing the clouds and it opened up to the beautiful dark sky above with the twinkling lights. It was really, it was amazing. It it was spiritual. It was it was like this, this 2020, this this new decade we're going into, and everyone's talking about it. But literally, I mean, how many Chris? I mean, I've had 45 New Year's is now, maybe 35 that I remember. No, <laughs> but I have this, a few I don't remember it too, but I think for different reasons. This one was pretty amazing, though, right? <laughs> like, what were you doing New Year's? Actually, we, you know what? It was funny because our New Year's plans, um, you know, we usually have a big party at a friend's place, uh, but their dog is about to give birth uh, any day. I might have even <laughs> given birth by now. I'm not sure because they're breeding their dog. Uh, so they were like, we're not having a big party and have, you know, puppies, you know, you know, mayhem going on. So they, they had to, you know, cancel this year. So end up that me and my wife spent New Year's, like you guys, just alone watching the TV because all three kids had very busy social, you know, agendas. They're they that all age. went to mm-hmm. friends' houses and, and hung out. So, yeah, it was in the first time in years, me and my wife just sat there watching, you know, Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest and watched the ball drop in New York and all that fun stuff. So it was a quiet evening. It was, which, you know, after the, the travels and everything else, it was actually kind of a nice little break after the last couple of weeks. Oh, tell me about your travels. You went to Hawaii. We did. We went to Hawaii uh, and spent uh, Christmas there. We left in 21st came back on a red eye on the 28th. You were wearing shorts for Christmas. I was wearing shorts for Christmas, although Christmas, it was funny because we got hit by some pretty good uh, a pretty good storm on Christmas in Hawaii. Really? So uh, it was uh, it was pretty stormy and pretty rainy, but it was still like 80 degrees. Crazy. So even though it's pouring rain, you're like, well, it's nice and warm. You know, I've never been to Hawaii. No. No. My brother actually lived there for years and years. Perfect opportunity to go over, and I never got to. It was the first time I'd been there, uh, you know, uh, and, and my wife had been there once before uh, when she was like 19 with her high school boyfriend and his family. Oh, really? Which this was a little, well, it was a little awkward because at one point somebody said, you ever been? And my wife goes, yeah, I went like 20 <laughs> years ago. And I go, 20 years ago. We were about to get married. <laughs> so, is there a long weekend? I yeah, missed where what happened? Off where was boyfriend? I? And she's like, "Wait a minute, no, like 27 years ago." I go, okay, that I can handle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, was it everything that you imagined? You know, it was great. I actually loved Hawaii. There is something about the um, they call it the Aloha spirit. There's something mm. about the people there. Uh, they're so laid back. They're so relaxed. They have a almost spiritual thing to about them and the island and the weather and and everything on around them and uh it really is uh it, you, you can't help but relax i mean you hit the water you're floating in the ocean and just you can feel months of stress just washing Aww. off you oh <laughs> so, so nice did it take a few days before you felt like you were away uh no pretty much on day two is the you know you're feeling pretty good that you were away and you were you know you kind of kind of unplugged left the phone in the in the room and stuff like that and just went and checked out the beach and went to the Dole factory went to Pearl Harbor you know stuff like that and did some travels around the yeah, island your daughter really likes pineapples my daughter has loved pineapple stuff and pineapple since she was a toddler so the fact that pineapples are like kind of fashionable right now is mm-hmm. really right in her wheelhouse so nice so, I lo- 
I love the photo that you posted on. You know what? The pineapple thing is so amazing. And every like Hawaii, Hawaiians, I think because that's I think how you call their national like Hawaiians those yeah. who were born there. And everything. Yes, they're amazing. They've got this. I don't know if it's hospitality or this just welcoming spirit or loving spirit or just really nice, good people. Yeah, like, I mean, as, as a Canadian, you, we, you, you really feel at home there because we're known for being so polite and so whatever and friendly, and and they're just like that there, you know, and they're like, you know, hey, bro, how you doing? You know, you know, shaka, you know, like they're doing the little <laughs> hang loose sign at you and stuff, and, and you know, the cab drivers were great and, and friendly. The, uh, the the folks over at the, you know, you know, the restaurants were like, we went to a restaurant on Christmas Day for happy hour because they were all open. <laughs> so why not? And, you know, the waitress was awesome. Was it like Fantasy Island, you know, with the lays and they meet you? It's an island. It's Hawaii. No, I, I, they, some of the tours do that now, but they don't get you right off the plane like they used to. I guess it gets expensive, you know, paying for the flowers to make those uh, things I constantly. think my parents went there when they did that or yeah. a cruise or something. It was very elaborate, like you said. Yeah, some uh, awesome. some like people like, you know, were catching shuttles and stuff to different hotels. They were getting uh, the, the full treatment. We were not. <laughs> what was one of the best of like times or things that you did while you were there? Well, for me, uh, Pearl Harbor, I'm a big history buff, and I watch a lot of documentaries, and I'm, I've always been fascinated by World War II, World War I, stuff, of course, music stuff, but I'm, I watch a lot of war documentaries. So going to Pearl Harbor was, uh, was, was really cool. Also, quite emotional when you're there and you're looking at the Arizona Memorial. We didn't go on the Arizona Memorial because it was like sold out by 10 after 7. Wow. We got there at like 8. Oh. <laughs> so we missed that. But that, we, we kind of figured we wouldn't get that anyway, so that we really wanted to go on the USS Missouri. Mm. And of course, that's where they signed the peace treaty to end World War II. The Japanese and Americans signed the treaty on that deck. And so you get to stand on the deck where General MacArthur was and Admiral Nimitz and the uh, the Japanese uh, leaders and all that as they were signing the treaty to end the war. So you're wow. looking at the plaque and you're standing there and it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, you just, all, everything that they, those who served and what happened and there's... That's so cool that you went there. Yes, and that you but Izzy, really you look off the bow of the of the uh, Missouri and you see the Arizona Memorial just you know a few hundred yards off, and it's definitely an emotional moment when you realize how many how many sailors lost their lives on that ship in the Battle of Pearl Harbor. So, so you had an amazing kind of end of your 2019, where like this is total reflection and looking at history and appreciating life of where you've come from, of your past hist- of past history that helped you in your day of how you're living today, how mm-hmm. we're living today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how's your feeling about going from 2019 to 2020? Because there's a lot of that, like I mentioned the huge, uh, you know, we're going into a new decade. Everyone's really excited about it. There's something in the air. It's almost like, like me as a realtor, I don't get a day off. It's seven days a week, of course. But I still feel something different in the air on weekends. Like people are mm-hmm. more relaxed and there's an atmosphere that you sense. And... Like, I feel like there's a sense about going into the 20s that a new decade that really there's some kind of like a new lease on life or something that's happening. There seems to be something in the air. I agree. And you you see on social media and you see on things like that and you see on TV and and there seems to be this... um this uh, not just want for change, but a need for change in people's lives. Just in general, maybe we've become too tied into our devices. Maybe we've become too into our, you know, too attached to our jobs and stuff like that. And it seems like people are looking to unplug a bit. Looks like they want to, um, you know, uh, relax a little more and uh, just want to enjoy life a little more. That's what I'm seeing. That's the vibe I'm getting, at least amongst my circle of friends and people in the music industry and stuff like that. And I hope so. I think that's a good idea. I think uh, coming back from Hawaii, 
and taking in that whole spirit there, I think that there's something to be said for that. Connect more human to human and connect more human yeah. to human and just, you know, and, and not, not that you can't take life serious, but learn to relax more, learn to like, you know, walk away from work a little bit and learn how to de-stress a little bit and just relax a little more. I think there's a lot to that. I agree. I completely agree. I think, I feel like the, you know, what do they call the, the tens or whatnot, the last decade? The tens, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And there's something like, it's like this, it feels like almost blank space. You know how like uh, our, our um, designs and the clothes you wear and things like change decade to decade. And it seems like the last decade was kind of like blah. I mean, mm-hmm. you got the amazing, uh, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, even had like a specific something about the decade. But yeah, it seems like, like the tens, if you want to call it that, doesn't really have anything. Yeah, it's kind of a blur. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, blur. because there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of big changes in anything really when it comes to fashion, music, uh, yeah. you know, entertainment. Uh, you know, there's been big changes in politics and around the world and things like that as always, but. Really, in the day-to-day lives of things, there hasn't been any real big... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what, It's going to be interesting. I'm very, very excited about it. Well, now it's going to be the Roaring Twenties again, you know, so yes, we'll see... Yes, get uh, ready. <laughs> it's already happening. Only this time without prohibition. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which should make this Twenties a little better, we'll I think. We'll take the good things out of the Twenties and reapply it to these Twenties, because everything comes around. <laughs> it does. It all comes around, doesn't it? It does. Um, I was going to ask you, do you have any like you know, big New Year's resolutions this year? I mean, I, I know New Year's resolutions need to be attainable. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. But did you make any resolutions this year? Okay, well, since I uh, got 20 acres on the moon, um, my, my, my site, my goals have to be a little bigger than they have been in the past. It's time to step it up. 20 acres on the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got, What's an I, acre going for on the moon these days? I don't know. It was a gift. You know, I was gifted 20 acres on the moon, so I'm not allowed to know. I'm going to evaluate it, though. <laughs> I'm going to have it evaluated, um, appraised. Yeah, what's the, um, uh, I, I have to want, what, what's your plans for that 20 acres on the moon there, Michelle? Like, oh, I'm, I'm working on that right now, Curtis. It's 20 right. acres, so I've had, I've, I've lived, when we were in Bend, Oregon, um, that I was on 20 acres. So, I mean, I definitely like 20 acres. It's a good size for the moon because, you know, the moon, you know, isn't as big as the earth. So, no, I no, mean, it's a- in the upper northwest hemisphere and it's the perfect spot. It's not too cratery. It's not too, like, it's pretty good. Like, there's a future there. <laughs> Is cratery a word? <laughs> I'll go with it. Cratery. So you got a good, nice, um, uh, fairly clear 20 acres of moonlight. Yes, land. it's perfect. Perfect. And I, I look forward to visiting it one day. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> you'll have to have me out there once you build your 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 resort there or whatever you're building there. It, it's 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 happening. It's, it's going to happen. I might have to stop by the Michelle Nicole star before I head to my 20 acres on the moon. Just to see, you know, what my star looks like, too, from, you know, out there. I tell you. Star Trek it, you know? I think this is getting a little a ship. up there right now. Now I need a ship. <laughs> you need a ship. Now you got to work on that. But it gives Richard something to do. Uh, all right. Well, with that, we have to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll actually talk real estate right after this. If people want to uh, get in touch with you and talk to you about real estate, what do they got to do? And I can help you get acreage on the moon. Uh, no. It's uh, set, well, my phone number is 778-885-4659. My cell phone is always on me. Or my website, michellecummins.ca. We're back with more after this.
And we are back with segment two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins, the intergalactic real estate owning Michelle Cummins, and myself, Curtis Pope. <laughs> now, a lot of people are probably thinking right now, hey, I got my BC assessment um, mm. and values I know are down for the most part across the province. And people might be in a little bit of a panic. So maybe you should explain as a realtor, what these evaluations really mean. Because yeah. I don't think they mean as much as people think, but at the same time, they are important. Yeah, you know, I got a Facebook message this morning, even, from a client asking me about their assessment. And they they were asking if they should let BC Assessment Board know of the improvements they've added, because they've added a bedroom and a bathroom. And uh, so they're like, should we, should we tell them, Michelle, what do you think? And I said, this is the answer I gave him. I said, if you want to sell this next year, definitely make sure they know about all your improvements because it will only help. And the buyers in the buyer's valuation, because, you know, the buyers, their agents, they're going to look at BC assessment. And that's a little bit of a guide for them uh, to understand. They look at the neighborhood assessments. They look at a multitude of things. But buyers especially, um, they, they tend to look at the assessed value. And this whole last year, that's been a real big issue. Um, but if they, the second thing I told them before we talk about the issue is if you're going to sell, then don't say a word, (laughs) just let it be right. Uh, if you're not going to sell, because there is a certain percentage that they, you know, your taxes will go up, you know, the higher the assessed value. Uh, but we had an actual episode last year. It was January 17th. And you could listen to all the episodes on my website at michellecummins.ca. Uh, no, or January country1071.com. Absolutely. We have, yeah. we have two options for do. people to listen to the episodes. How Actually, on my website, I direct them to your website. Oh, like so we, the, just, the we link, just move stuff around. Yeah, the link goes straight to... Well, take either direction. <laughs> you know, at some point, you're going to find us. If you don't, There's no excuse... To ever miss an episode there's is what we're saying. Not, and there's a lot of great episodes. We've had so many awesome like uh, uh, points of interest and guests and co- uh, topics. It's been and great. just wait till we start our podcast. Oh, and that's starting actually <laughs> next week. Are we? Yes. I was not aware. <laughs> yes, on <laughs> iTunes and a whole bunch of other uh, Spotify and everything. So it's happening next week. Uh, but yeah, January nineteenth was the episode we had a representative from the Abbotsford BC assessment on the show, so you can listen to that online anybody who missed it or wants to re-listen to it but yeah they're actually here in the building yeah they're just on the second floor they have the entire second floor of this building exactly and so there's the place to go or call call don't worry about calling them um they're they're local call your local bc assessment um and talk with them if, if you feel your assessed value is too high but so the issue uh, going back to that so this last year we've had Kind of, um, well, a big issue for sellers and buyers because most assessments were a lot higher than actual market value. So assessed, there's assessed values, there's market value, and there's appraised value. So there's three different types of value in a property, and they are different from each other. So, But the thing is with BC assessment is they assess it once a year. And the real estate market is very volatile. It's very, it changes day to day. Like it literally can change a lot from day to day. Uh, but so that's why it's, it, you can't uh, take it all that seriously. And when you, and people ask all the time, what percentages are properties selling right now for um, to the BCSS values? And I say, well, it's all over the place. Some are, some are selling for 100,000 less 
you know, take the same price point, just say seven fifty. Some are selling for a hundred thousand less. Some are selling for almost a hundred thousand more. Very rare that one, but again, it's when somebody's done a whole bunch of improvements. And sometimes, I mean, even if they've done all the permits correctly and everything correctly, sometimes the communication between BC Assessments and this municipality, their communication doesn't. You know, they don't get it. So. Uh, they don't have the information, and therefore they think your property is still from looking like it did in the 50s There's or There's a lot of bureaucracy in play there, going yeah. back and forth, and it can be easy to have something get missed. Exactly. So, And, and, and so that's why, you know, they, they can't be all over the place. So most places were selling for less than assessed values, though, for the last year. So that's where it became an issue for buyers trying to say, well, am I, am I buying it for too much? Or, you know, how much should I offer and then the offers come in low and the sellers, you know, saying, well, you know, this is what it's worth. And the realtor listing agents like, no, this is what it's worth. And, you know, trying to negotiate that and 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 uh, give the knowledge that needs to be given so that the buyer and the seller both know exactly what the market value is. And again, that's different than appraised value as well. But that could um, that's something completely different if the appraisal is coming from the bank or if it's an appraisal being hired by the property owner. So uh, that's different as well. So yeah, I mean the BC assessments are out now, and uh, and and everyone is a bit shocked and surprised. Yeah, because they're down. I think uh, at a lot of places, at least in the valley here, I'm hearing a good forty, fifty, sixty thousand. They're down in most places, which again isn't the uh, end of the world because the values compared to say ten years ago are double what they were. So it's exactly. not the end of the world. But uh, you know, I'm sure some people are in a little bit of a panic because maybe they are looking to sell this year. Yes, exactly. And if you are, definitely let the BC assessment, let the board know, let them know. Hopefully they can change. They can come out to your property and actually look at it and they will change the assessed value. Now, when it comes to these uh, talking about the assessments and the value of the home, of course, a big topic in the lower mainland, Fraser Valley, has been affordability. Now, there hasn't been a lot of that in the markets for the last three, four years. Hence why everybody's been moving out to Mission, Abbotsford, Chilliwack. Agassi. Exactly. I just, okay, so I got a call a little while ago and he um, is renting a acreage. His parents are have sold their place. Uh, it closes in, in, in a couple months. They need to move in together. They can't move to, into his rental together. They need another place. They have some down payment, good down payment to put down, but they don't, they, they can't get approved for a mortgage. They've tried. Can't right now, but most anybody, if you're on a plan and a, a mortgage provider or, or a financial advisor or somebody's guiding you and helping you, anybody, whether you were just uh, bankrupt, uh, you can re- uh, fix your credit enough to get approved within two to three years. Like you can do that. So some options because they there's just no rentals available for what they need. They can't find anything. And actually, they want a certain area. So this is where, you know, creativity comes in. And I want to make sure my clients get into the place that they want and that they're happy, obviously. And um, it's good. They, they've called. They're like, what can we do, Michelle? We want these. Are, we're wanting to buy, but we can't. We, we have the kind of money for the down payment, but we can't get get the loan. So um, my advice is a couple things. There's vendor take back mortgages. There's also rent to owns. We talked a little bit about that on a previous show. Um, so that's RTO for short. Uh, so there's some, uh, you have to be aware of the restrictions within these things, but as long as you you have a, uh, a guidance and you have somebody like me uh, who's who's protecting you and a lawyer to review things, you can get into the home you want. The, the 
catchment that your kids want to go in school. I mean, there's so many reasons why somebody would, it's good for them to do a rent to own or a vendor take back mortgage if they can't get uh, traditional financing from uh, an A or B lender. So there's ways of doing that, but it's um, affordability. So it, it really is, you need somebody like myself um, so, to help you with that to guide you, to support you, to give you, uh, and accountability, right? Um, so Dave Ramsey and, and different, uh, there's different programs and different uh, people out there to, to, to try to teach how to save a little of the pennies and how you can kind of move things around to get a down payment or something to, to be able to get into the place that you want and get into the market sooner than later. Well, the down payment can be the real sticky point for people because mm-hmm. they're paying rent, which quite often is as much Sucking as a mortgage their, yeah, or even more than a mortgage, but mm-hmm. it's that down payment and saving the money for that down payment so that you can then not rent, but, you know, buy the place rather than rent it. I've watched friends go through that for years in, in the lower mainland and Vancouver and things like that going, oh, I just can't get into the market. I can't afford it. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, that's because you need that down payment. Yeah. And they don't see the trees through the forest or whatnot. Like they they have the same income coming in. They have the same expenses and they're not getting ahead. Yeah. Maybe they've got some debt right now. So it's eating into anything that's coming in. And they're like, I don't know how to get out of this. Like they feel hopeless, but there is hope. They, they just need somebody to look at what they have and what their lifestyle is and, and really anything could be done, anything. And if they have that passion to make the change in their life, to, to just make that happen, it, it will happen. There There is a way. I know it, it, it looks hopeless to a lot of people and they just need that encouragement and they need somebody to hold their hand and, and say, this is what you got to do if you want to get out of it, if you want to build a deposit in the next year or the next two years. You should be able to do that. Even in our prices, um, definitely do that. In fact, there's this wonderful float home. There's so I, I saw that. Yeah, I posted it on my Facebook business page. So it is awesome. You know what? I would buy it if I was if I didn't love my place so much. I love those float homes. So it's by Fort Langley. Uh, and it's got a mirage fee um, per month, which is pretty high. But a, the a price mirage point, fee? Or <laughs> it's a mortgage. <laughs> okay, you know me and my accent, Curtis. I'm not I'm not getting it with the, the accent. I'm, I'm a mirage fee. <laughs> So what, you see water, but it's not really there? Then it's not really a float house. Don't always believe what you see. That's right. It's a, it's, it's a mortgage fee. And it's it's like $900 a month. So that could be high for some people. But the house is fantastical. And it's right on the water. And it's in a great location. And it's two ninety nine. dollars Yeah. Like it's such. so. And it's uh, very unique because there isn't a lot yeah, of those out there. Unique. Exactly. Oh, yeah. If you're single, if you're a couple, if you're. I mean, because it's it's okay size, too. It's bigger than most apartments. So and if I mean, you love it's uh, living, huge, if you love actually. the water and you love yeah. living on the water, you can fish right off your, your yeah. house. Oh, it's like a movie. Um, so it's kind of like if you have dreams and one of your dreams is to live in a really cool, unique place and you don't want the, you know, run of the mill condo, let's just say that is a great, I would love to sell that. It's not my listing, but I would love to sell it. Cause I, I always love what I, I want to, I want to sell what I love, obviously, cause that's, that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Cause I love what I do. And that's one that, that I love. So I'd love to find the buyer. If anybody wants to buy an awesome float home. Well, and the thing about getting a float home too is, well, say you end up, you don't like where you're at and you want to move. Well, you just got to get a tugboat to move that boat to another dock. Exactly. You can you go just, down to San Francisco yeah, or Seattle with you it. You pay that mortgage fee and you're good to go. <laughs> or again. Vancouver. Exactly. Yeah. So you have uh, have houseboat more or less will travel. So you can move it around. Okay. So can 
we talk about a little bit? The stats just came out. All right, so already, fine. I know it's the 4th of December, but our president is like on top of it. Our board was on top of it in the new year, and they already have the stats out. So um, in December, the board processed a total of 1,247 sales, the third best December since 2010. So hmm. that's a whole decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Active inventory finished at 4,686 units in December, 20.3% lower than the 10-year average for the month with a total 948 new listings entering the market throughout the month. So some sellers have been holding back on listing. Um, Yes, many of my uh, clients as well. Um, But depending on timing of your life and what you need and what you're looking for, obviously you have to look at all of that uh, combined. But if you're wanting to sell, you know what? Supply and demand. There is not a lot of product out there right now. So if you're thinking spring, but... but supply in many of our areas is currently so low, like so many buyers are out right now, especially right after the new year. Just I got so many calls and OK, we're ready to go. We're ready to pounce on finding a place, but there's still nothing for sale. And so many places expired at the end of the year. So a lot of realtors and and um, sellers will choose an end of the year date for expiry. So mm-hmm. you see a lot of expiries December 31st, January 1st. Where did all these listings go? Um, well, they they may not come back on the market for a few months. So and usually they don't. Usually they wait it out until the springtime thinking, oh, the spring market is hot. And, and so we'll wait. But if you're a seller who actually chooses to list now, you're ahead of the game and supply and demand. There's a lot of buyers out there right now. And if you're one of the only places available for them, you're going to get a higher price. It's going to push the prices up. So it is a really good time. So a total of 30,568 new listings were received by the board um, in 2019. This year was the second lowest for new inventory for the board in the last decade. So something interesting. Uh, Comparatively, 2019 was slower than normal for our region. Um, but, um, you know, entering into a new year, we are all still feeling the impact of the stress test, of course, in 2000, from 2018 into 2019. But with steady job growth in our region and stable economy, we've been we've seen uh, a huge difference in the last few months of returning to above average levels. So it's been good. All right. Well, I think we're getting close to time here. Um, in fact, we might be a little over time, but that's quite common when we get talking <laughs> well uh we got this uh stats package uh for anybody who wants it so mm-hmm. you can feel free to message me on facebook or email or call or whatnot and then again if they want to get in touch with you just got to go to your website yeah so if you want that package full package or a very specific in your neighborhood or sub area or whatever you need um for your real estate uh questions you can yeah contact me at michellecummins.ca or 778-885-4659